Hi, everybody. This is Dan again with another episode of A Father's Love Healing Through Heartache. You'll notice that Chris looks a little different tonight. Uh, for, for all our followers, if you could say a prayer for Chris and his family. They are, right now, they're up in the hospital in Buffalo, New York with a family emergency that's not looking good. So he he needs to take the night off and deal with his family, and we would have it no other way, but he could certainly use your prayers and your support as his family transitions through what's looking like a another bad situation for his family. Uh, we are thrilled, though, tonight to welcome back Rob Rosenblatt. Uh, Rob and I are on different time zones. I'm on the East Coast. He's out in Vegas. And uh, if you follow us for any amount of time, you, you watched Rob's episode a little while ago we we chris and i like to give him a hard time because that was one of our highest rated episodes so uh we're just using him abusing him tonight just to get a ratings bump so we thought we'd have him back and and bring all his people out um but no in all seriousness rob since he joined us has some pretty exciting news to share and with his exciting news comes what I imagine is a whole wide range of emotions, and we just thought it was a perfect time to have him back on. So, Rob, thank you, my friend, for joining us again, and I'm going to turn it over to you to share your story. What is going on with your life? What is going on? It seems like there's always something, Dan. I I, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know, uh, my thoughts are with Chris and his family right now. Um, as you stated, I know it's uh, dealing with what he's dealing with. I'm sure is very very difficult. Um, but um, you know, I'm very very happy to be here. Like I said, I wish Chris would have been able to join us. But family, as we know, family is more important than anything we do because um, in the long run, that's what we're going to have at the end. So. Um, I'm very happy to be here and give you again another another ratings boost. Um, so some updates. So and the last time I was on, well, first of all, let me start here that I really appreciate this right now, this time of year, because this is uh, some of the most difficult and happiest times of our lives. Uh, the twins were born last year, February 11th, and so we uh, last week we were able to celebrate um, Aurora's birthday with her, and when she was born at 1:15. So we were able to celebrate a uh, birthday with her um, graveside, which was, which was great to have family here, Oliver, Crystal, and we had family from Georgia come in and family from uh, Arizona come in. And then February 12th, we had a big party for Oliver, but you know, Aurora, the twins were born February 11th and Aurora passed on February 22nd. So these 11 days from the 11th to the 22nd, just the amount of memories and the amount of emotions that myself and my wife Crystal are going through is it's tough uh, actually today is the one year anniversary of when uh, Aurora was brought home from the hospital which uh, I posted on my Facebook page I posted on Aurora's story page and it's something we never thought would happen was bringing Aurora home and today uh, February 15th is the one year anniversary I know this may be airing after that but um, it's this time of year that's very tough, you know, finding a, finding a way to remember our princess and not be sad, but also celebrate everything that Oliver has done. Uh, he took his first steps the other day. So, um, yeah, so definitely emotional time of year. But we do have some exciting things going on uh, since I am talking about Aurora. Um, I know last the time I was on here, you allowed or you did some shameless plugs and you allowed me to do some shameless plugs for Aurora Story Corporation. So one of the things that my wife and I wanted to do was to create a nonprofit organization in the memory of Aurora, who, um, for those of you that were on last time, um, or were not on last time, we lost her after 11 days due to holoprosencephaly. Uh, she basically, her brain didn't develop. She had a brain stem um, and very little lower brain. Uh, doctors said that she would not make it through birth. Um, and if she did, we were lucky to have minutes to hours with her. And um, strongest little girl I know gave us 11 amazing days until she like said passed on February 22nd. So uh, one of the things that my wife and I wanted to do was to honor her memory. And last year when we went through everything we went with, went through, we had a lot of resources through the hospital, it was Sunrise Hospital. 
here in Las Vegas has a great pediatric and child unit, a great NICU. We had a lot of resources from them. And one of them uh, was that we were able to get a resource for uh, cremation. So the, the place where Aurora ended up going to, uh, they we did have her cremated, but they took care of that for free. But the only thing we had to do was pay $125 for the certificates. And when we were living there, um, it was kind of emo very emotional last year when this was going on. My wife says, it's crazy to think that there are some families that don't even have the money to do that, to come up with $125 to get their, their child belonging. So that's where we, we had kind of talked about doing Aurora Story Corporation, but we we're trying to figure out what's that money going to go for. So we wanted to raise money for uh, families that are going through what we're do going through for um, funeral expenses. And so we are very pleased to announce that we finally got our 501c3 paperwork and we are an official nonprofit. And um, we actually already had our first fundraiser. It just co coincided with the Super Bowl, which was nice. So we did some football squares and we raised, um, we're already at about $1,500 in just the short period of time that we've had our uh, corporation going. So um, for those of you on Facebook, follow Aurora Story. We also have a page called Aurora Story Corporation. That is all the information about all the fundraising that we're going to do, all the events that we're going to do. So like I said, this time of year, we are very excited that we can continue to honor our beautiful princess. Um, and on another note, as we're talking about things to celebrate, found out, oh, what are we? Probably uh, sometime in December that my wife, uh, Crystal, she is expecting another baby. So, which means that she's expecting, of course, that means I'm expecting too. She does all the hard work though. My work's done for the time being. Um, so um, yeah, she is expecting another baby. You know, for us, it's, it's, you know, it was difficult in the sense of we, when we found out she was pregnant with the twins back in August of 20, we had planned on having, we had started making all of our plans for having two babies and having two babies. And then um, as time went on, we found out all the difficulties, you know, the struggles that we were going to have with Aurora. And um, we, you know, wanted, you know, again, we had, we had all these plans for two babies and uh, it just wasn't in the cards at the time. Um, we wanted two kids at the time when we first found out that she was pregnant before it was even twins. We're like, oh, we're going to have two kids. She was excited to knock them both out of the way at once. And um, so, yes, we decided to have a third child now, which as I say third child, that also becomes kind of, I don't want to say touchy to say, but, you know, currently we have Oliver and, and Aurora's not with us, but, you know, our next baby is still going to be our third baby. And sometimes I know one of the conversations that we had, I think, last week for Facebook was things people say, and sometimes they don't recognize that yes this next baby is going to be our third and not just our second um because you know of aurora still will always be our child so anyway so we found out in december that we were going to have another baby and uh you know crystal went through all of, all of her doctor appointments and we actually did not it's not twins by the way let me go there it's not twins. <laughs> so uh, that was one of the things that we were worried about too yeah. was there's a higher percentage of having twins a second time than you had the first time. So um, in this case, it is definitely not twins. My my wife is very relieved by that, even though she actually felt worse with this one than she did with the twins. She didn't have morning sickness. She had evening sickness. Uh, and she, I mean, it went on for a good couple of weeks where she was just every night I would come home from work. I would start taking care of Oliver, and by six o'clock, she'd be upstairs throwing up, which um, you know, I feel bad about, but it at least gave me some quality time with Oliver. So, um, but no, I, I felt bad that she was uh, sick, but now she's past that, and everything is going really, really well. It's, you know, we have to uh, ask those tough questions uh, at the doctor's appointment. So, one of the first appointments that she had with the ultrasound um, was. You know, we wanted to look at the brain. So with Aurora, she did not have, uh, like I said, she didn't have a full brain and very little lower brain. So there, there wasn't the two hemispheres. So, you know, of course, we have to ask that question, well, what do you see with the brain? Um, the heartbeat is really strong. The brain is in the two hemispheres. They can see the development of the brain. Aurora didn't have thumbs. You know, so, of course, we have to ask the question, 
of, you know, out of the 10 fingers or 10, 10 toes. Not that it matters because we would love our child equally. And Aurora was absolutely beautiful without her thumbs. Um, but, you know, questions like that, with the whole prosencephaly, a lot of those babies have the have cleft, cleft palates. And so, you know, we're asking that. Um, the heart, how the heart looks, because with Aurora, she also had what was called truncus. So the heart was basically one big clump and it wasn't, didn't have the valves that it needed. Uh, Aurora, also, Aurora also had organs that were on opposite sides. And so questions about organs and our last ultrasound, they did a full, this was last, this was February 8th. They did a full anatomy scan. And um, as far as my wife goes, she is doing everything she's supposed to be. She, the weight gain is exactly where it's supposed to be. Um, her blood pressure is where it, perfect that's part of the reason the twins came so early because they were five weeks premature was because her blood pressure was high but right now everything's going great i mean she's a perfectly healthy mommy right now um and so then of course we did the scan with the baby and everything is i don't want to use the word perfect because i definitely don't want to jinx it but everything is the way it's supposed to be and so of course uh, like i said the twins were born february 11th so the ultrasound was held on February 8th, and that is when we found out uh, the gender of the baby. And, you know, with Aurora, I had 11 days where, I mean, I'm, I'm still a girl dad, so, so the, you know, pardon the way I'm saying this, but I had 11 days holding my girl and being a full-blown girl dad with her in my life, which is always going to be my life. But I think you guys understand what I'm saying with this. Um, and so experiencing the love for those 11 days, I'm like, I got, I got more girl love to give. So um, the entire time I wanted a girl, and I would have been happy either way, but really was hoping for that girl. So Oliver could you know, have another younger sister. And uh, my wife was very scared about that because she's like, we're going to find out the gender. And if it's a boy, you might make me keep it in there longer. I'm like, no, honey, it's going to be okay. So um, we found out last week on, uh, like I said, February 8th, that we are going to be having our uh, second little girl. So... Um, like I said, this time of year where we are revisiting all of the anniversaries and her angel anniversary coming up on February 22nd to find out that we are having a girl is, uh, means a lot to us. Um, and so a lot of big things going on between the Aurora Story Corporation and Crystal's currently at 21 weeks. So she's more than halfway there. Our baby number three is due on June 29th. Uh, right in time for me to get out of school, right in time for me to have a nice little summer break and spend some time with uh, with her. Oliver, at that point, will be 16 months, so of course we don't mess around. Figure we're supposed to have two anyway. Let's get the two little babies together and have our next little girl be baby number three and um, love her just as much as we did Aurora, and we still do Aurora and Oliver. So that's where I'm at in my life these days. So... Anything exciting going on in your life? Sounds pretty routine right, so and boring, boring, Rob. I'm so boring. Yeah. I, I was hoping to increase the ratings for you by sharing something exciting, but uh, I'm sorry, Dan. Nothing. Boring man. It's quite the letdown, so <laughs> I don't know that we'll have you back anymore. So, um, no, Rob, that's amazing, and, and so many things that we can talk about here. Uh, first of all, I want to share some things that we found out after we recorded our first episode. Uh, Rob actually knows one of Erica's best friends. Rob is a principal out in Las Vegas. And when we were Facebook stalking each other after meeting at our first episode, we discovered that he worked with one of Erica's best friends. So that was kind of cool. Uh, the more important connection, there's two important connections that Rob and I discovered with each other when we first met is um and i don't know that i don't know that you actually said it tonight what is oliver's middle name rob jameson uh so that obviously when i heard that just busted me wide open um i just i feel blessed to know this man that i'm talking to right now and we're just starting to get to know each other, but I think there is a reason why we've been connected. And um, that's obviously special. The other major connection is that, uh, as you heard Rob say, February 22nd is his one year in angel anniversary with Aurora. 
and February 27th is our third year with Jameson. So Rob and I both had our children pass on to heaven very closely to each other. So um, those are those are connections that hold dear to my heart. And uh, so I appreciate you, Rob, very much. And I, I like, I'm glad that we get to know each other and, and just walk through this life together. And I agree 100%. And I, I, I just love how you said that there's something that brought us together. And you know, I, I do believe there's all these connections. It just doesn't happen out of the blue. So I agree 100% with you on that. So some of the things that you said, uh, and these are coming from my personal thoughts, but also just reading grief boards on Facebook or wherever. Uh, you talked about that your new young lady is your third child. And for people who are listening, that is apparently one of the, one of the many things that, that grieving parents struggle with. Of Do I have, in my case, do I have one child or do I have two? And in Rob's case, does he have two children or does he have three? Because people, all the time, they ask us when they meet us, oh, do you have kids? How many? And we struggle. So, Rob, do you want to talk any more about you and your wife's feelings about why you say third child? Uh, you know, honestly, as you're like, when I meet people and they ask how many kids do you have, that that's tough. Like, I mean, we, of course, we refer to Aurora as going to be, I mean, as, um, you know, our next little girl is going to be our third child. But um, I have difficulty, especially, I mean, I'm sure, I, I don't know what you say in that situation. Um, I, I mean, I do say, I talk about Oliver a lot. People know Oliver, you know, everybody in my school knows, I, well, everybody at school knows Oliver and Aurora, which I maybe know Aurora a little more. Than, anyway, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, uh, I, I, we, 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 it's, she personally had two babies already, going to have a third one. She will always be, I mean, our next little girl. Um, I'm not going to say her name right now because I don't want my, my, <laughs> we are picked on name. Don't want my wife to, um, kill me after everybody finds out before. Anyway. I, I, uh, I, I can edit that out too. If you do slip up, uh, if it depends on the ratings boost again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, baby number three will always be our, will be our, th our third child. The, the difficulty that I have, it's, I think it just depends on the way the question's asked. I mean, how many kids do you have? I mean, I currently have one, um, but I had two. And then what do you say? Do you say, oh, yeah, you know, um, we had twins, but by, you know, we lost, we lost our daughter. Like, you just meet somebody and you say that. It, it's, it's really tough and it's really awkward position when you, when you first meet somebody. Um, you know, of course, now that I know people, I, I will always say three once they know of Aurora. But um, it's tough when I first meet people. Yeah. And I, for me, it's a no-brainer. I, I have two sons. Jameson is who made Erica a mother, and Jameson is who made me a father. And he's in heaven, but he is my son, and he will always be my son. And I think of it like when our mothers and fathers pass away and grandparents, do we no longer have a mother and a father and a grandparent? Then why would we no longer have a son or a daughter when they pass away? Just they're, they're in different places, but... I have two kids. There's no doubt about it. So, and I love you saying that because I think now after hearing you know somebody else say that, I, I have no problem referring to it as like I said, it's a, just a touchy subject because then if they move on to ask how you know how are the kids doing or you know what are the you know if they start asking things about them, then and I want also don't want to make other people uncomfortable, which I shouldn't have to worry about other people, especially when it comes to my daughter. But you know, Oliver's doing great. You know, we lost Aurora after 11 days. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. Yeah. And and anybody that's listened to our show knows that Chris and I have discussed numerous times the different things people say and how it's hard. It's hard to address almost everything that we're asked. And uh, I think my general greeting now is, if if I'm asked that question, is I have two sons. I have Reese here and Jameson's in heaven. And I just... I lay it on the table right away, and then I'll deal with whatever the follow-up is, if there is any, I'll deal with that. But 
I want people to know about Jameson. It's that simple. I hear you. And I mean, you know how I am. I don't want people to know about my Aurora too. Yeah. So you know that. I think everybody knows that about me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you talked you talked about your new little baby number three, which is uh, just amazing, amazing news. And I'm super happy for you and your wife and for Oliver. Uh, can you can you dive into what I imagine is just the biggest roller coaster or maybe second biggest roller coaster that you've ever been on emotionally? Yeah, I think right now it's because of the time of the year is what's making it a, a, a roller coaster. Um, because like I said, we had to, we had the birthdays last week and we did something separate for Aurora and something separate for Oliver and just, just the emotions of, and even going for, forward, um, you know, having twins and, and how do you make sure Oliver is getting all that attention, but then, you know, and, and the, without taking away from his celebration, so I know I'm, I'm kind of digressing from your question that you asked, but just made me think about this part too. And that's one of the things my wife and I talked about is like, we want to celebrate Oliver every single year, but we also don't want the sadness that's going to go along with Aurora because honestly, on, on February 11th, we, you know, there was a lot of tears shed. So, um, you know, one of the wife, my, things my wife said the other day is as Oliver gets older, let him decide what he's going to do, how he wants to celebrate his birthday. Um, we are raising him to know his sister. We are raised, he comes down the stairs uh, every morning. We have, we have our big giant ones, you know, behind me. We have that one in our house. And then we have another set of pictures and bring them down every morning. And we're like, and there's Princess Aurora. And I refer to her as Sissy. And he'll sit there and wave at the picture. So we're raising <laughs> this kid to know, know his sister and know that, you know, one of his favorite toys that he has is a Princess Aurora stuffed animal, a Princess Aurora doll. And so we're just raising him to know his sister. Um, so going back to your question of the roller coaster that we're on right now, we're on a huge roller coaster. Um, I feel like once we, I shouldn't say that. I feel like once we get past, you know, Feb February 20, maybe the month of February, um, it might not be as emotional, but I think knowing that we have a girl coming and knowing that, um, you know, we, we, we already had a girl and we didn't get as much time with her as we wanted. Uh, I think it's going to be very difficult. Um, you know, one of my friends I posted the other day about how, how excited they are that we're having a girl. And by no means is this new girl going to take away from Roar. And so that's one thing that I think feel like we might have to struggle with as, as, our, as this new girl gets older is, you know, of course, we're going to raise her to know about Aurora and without her having to think that she's like a replacement, you know, because okay. it's definitely not. It's, I mean, we, we are so excited. We're going to, you know, we're, she's our baby. So um, that's one thing I think that we, you know, as we look for, look, you know, get on is years, something that we're going to probably have to have to face. But I think the way, hopefully the way that we raise her, um, we won't have to face that, but hmm. you never know. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, it is definitely, Especially when doctor said last week that it's a girl. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie; I'm a pretty emotional guy at times, and I, I did shed a couple of tears because mm -hmm. it was really exciting. But again, then you think about everything else on it. So, yeah, it's yeah. emotional. <laughs> yeah, I've... and I know I do that. Don't doesn't like the phrase emotion, emotional roller coaster. Or was that or was that Chris? Then the last time you was on here, like, oh, let's not talk about an emotional roller coaster. I'm gonna blame Chris on that one because I don't, I don't remember having that thought, but I'm also way too old to remember everything I think about. So I'll, I'll plead the fifth and blame Chris since he's not here, and he'll, he'll correct us. Sounds good. Yeah, I, um, I've wrestled, and I, we're not in the boat of having any more kids, but I've wrestled with that thought of. If we were to go that way and be able to, I mean, yeah, how do you balance? And I, I don't like the word balance now that I said it, because it's not a balancing act that, yeah, it's it's our third child and it is he or she is not a replacement. 
for Jameson. He is his own child and with his or her own life. And I'm, I'm curious to hear as you walk down that road how you and your wife do navigate that path. Yeah, and, um, you know, as, as we're talking, I'm also, you know, I'm probably very similar to you as far as the Facebook groups that we're a part of. I know we're a part of this, the Grizzly Dads group, but I'm also part of a parents, uh, parents of Twinless Twins group. Right. And um, and so in there, I mean, I think that's a question I'm going to pose to them. It's like, how do, a, how do we make sure? And I don't know if there's ever a way to make sure it's not going to happen. Right. Um, but, you know, what can we do to try to prevent it from happening? Because, yeah, that's going to be something we're definitely going to struggle with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just, I guess. And, and I know the other day when, when you reached out, um, one of the things we were talking about too um, was about things people say. I think I made a post about um, that well, when we found out that we were having the, the baby, um, you know, they would ask the gender, and we're like, "Oh, we don't know yet." And they'll be like, "Oh, as long as she's as long as they're healthy." Um, you know, one of somebody in my family even said, "As long as they have all their fingers and toes," and that really struck a nerve with me. Yeah. Um, in the sense of Aurora wasn't healthy. Aurora didn't have all her fingers and toes. She didn't have thumbs, but she was absolutely perfect. So, um, I know, like I said, we were talking about things. And people don't say those things to be mean or demeaning, but I think, you know, you know, I know we have dads to listen to this, but if you're not a, you know, a grieving parent, I think we just got to bring awareness to being careful about what you say, because especially to a grieving parent that's going through something like this. Um, honestly, I, of course, as long as she's healthy, I want my baby to be healthy, but I'm not going to love her any less if she's not. I didn't love her any less when she was, wasn't healthy. I didn't love her any less because she didn't have her thumbs. So, um, you know, I think we just got to be careful. I know, um, I don't know if your school is doing, any, doing anything for the February 22nd, 22222. Uh, I had a, a staff member of mine reach out and uh, come up with a plan of, hey, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And one of the things that she wanted to do was uh, twin day. And February 22nd happens to be Aurora's first angel anniversary, And like, of course she doesn't know and she doesn't, didn't, didn't make that connection. Um, and I think after I told her about it, she felt really, really bad after it, which was not my intention at all. But, um, you know, to twin day, February 22nd, angel anniversary. twin day is already very sensitive with me, mm -hmm. um, but again, on her angel anniversary. So, um, like I said, just try to bring awareness of, you know, how to things, you know, how to approach and how to talk to grieving parents because sometimes it's not meant intent intentionally, but right. yeah, it hurts. Right. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for just taking that because I was trying to think of the right way to ask that question without wording it in a very poor way myself. Um, but yeah, when I read that post, I my jaw hit the floor that somebody would actually say that who knew you and Chris and I just, it may have even been last week's episode. We did. We talked again about words. We revisited the words people use and how they affect us and how they change, how our reaction to them changes as we're a year or two, three into this, this journey. And, um, I just, I was floored when I saw that and that, there's a big difference between people that know you and your story and, and complete strangers. And we, we give grace. We try to give grace to everybody. I think strangers maybe get a little more grace in one way that they don't know your story. You just, it still hurts or angers us, but maybe we can just walk away a little bit easier. Um, but coming from people who know us and love us, uh, that that hurts when they that hurts me when they say any of these yeah. little cliches or whatever, and it's like you, you you do you do remember my story, right? And the amount of people that said have said to me, as long as they're healthy, 
Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I know that have said that to me. And of course they're not, they're not doing it to be mean, but it's like, I had to put that out there because those people that know me are pretty well probably going to be Facebook friends with me. And so like, and then I even had a couple of them reach out and like, yeah, you should never say that. And I'm thinking to myself, you said that to me already. So come on now. Right. Take ownership of your words. So, and, and they probably say that and not realize they say that afterwards. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 cause they don't think it's a big deal. It's just another word to them. And so I mean, that's offending me, but just like, you know, we do, you know, you know, you, we do this every single day in our lives, Dan, with, with our kids, they say things they don't mean to say, and they forget, they don't even remember they said it, but right. it was hurtful to somebody. And so I think the same thing happened with these people. They're like, they said it, they didn't mean to be mean. They totally forgot they said it. But I'm like, you're guilty of it yourself. So <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's tough. Yeah. And Chris and I talked about it last time with, um, the heart and the intent, obviously, drives a, a big part of our reaction. If we if we know it's coming from a good, sincere place, we can ignore it, brush it off, rebound from it a little bit easier. Uh, but just we hope that we can open people's eyes a little bit wider. That as much as we know, it's it's a, a an extremely difficult thing to talk to us. Uh, and sometimes impossible to talk to us and not say something that's going to hurt us or offend us. If it's coming from a sincere heart with a good intention, we, we do want to hear from you, but just, if you can, put a little more thought into the words before they leave your mouth. And that, I mean, that's good advice for anybody who's living, grief or not. We all need to give better thought to our words, but... In our cases, if, if if we're talking about kids and whatever, try to take that extra second or two to really think about what's about to come out of your mouth to see if it could easily be misinterpreted. Absolutely. So, uh, do you know, uh, do you have any plans other than, like you mentioned, celebrating Aurora's birthday? Do you have any plans that you want to share to of a way you may honor her on the 22nd? Or is it just you're going to go as you usually do? I mean, I don't think we've really made any plans. Um, every 11th, so the, again, the birthday is the 11th, the um, day we're passing the 22nd. So we have a tradition where every 11th and 22nd we go visit her. And so we definitely will make sure that we um, will continue that tradition and not just because it's the first year, but continue to that tradition uh, probably the rest of our lives while we're here. And hopefully, you know, Oliver and uh, our new baby will, will carry that on as well. Um, but we really haven't talked about how, if we're going to do anything different. Uh, I know I'm working. I'm taking off too much work between Oliver's birthday and just uh, he gave me this thing known as I shouldn't blame it on him because 10 years down, he's going to watch this and uh, he's going to like have daddy issues. Um, the Aquarius tendonitis, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that, but it's the constant moving, ah, it still hurts, of like the babe, you know, like that constant moving. So I had tendonitis. So I had wrist surgery um, because of the picking up of this chunky little guy. Uh, well, I like to blame it on him. I don't know if it really was him. But that constant move anyway. So I took off work because of that. And I took off work for that. So I really need to be here for February 22nd. Um, I do have, Chris and I do have shirts um, with, with the saying that uh, re remembrance for her. Uh, of course, we will go visit her. Um, I don't think we really have made a, a set plan. And a lot of times when it comes to the 22nd or things, we just see what happens and see how our feelings go. Like like even on the 11th, when we, had, when we did our birthday, we originally planned on just going to, um, you know, see her and, have some cupcakes, sing her happy. And we didn't even know if we were supposed to sing her happy birthday, if we were going to, you know, what right. we were going to do. And then when we sing happy birthday, do we, because of technically uh, Oliver and Aurora's birthday, do we say happy birthday Oliver and Aurora, even though we're there celebrating Aurora, just like on Oliver's birthday, like we sing happy birthday, are we supposed to be singing it for Aurora too? So like these kind of things that you're going through for the first time, um, it's tricky. And so on, on Oliver's birthday, it was just Oliver. And I think uh, when we did Aurora's, uh, party and we did Oliver and Aurora, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
And so we didn't really have any plans there. We just wanted to go and, you know, spend some time with her. And we ended up spending about 45 minutes and just sat there. We got her some balloons. And uh, we, that morning of, we went and picked up cupcakes because we weren't even going to do that. We were just going to go. And so it's probably just going to be a spur of the moment. All right, you're off work. Let's go. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. And like I talked last time, that, then that's kind of how Crystal and I work. Like she has these ideas. I'm like, oh, sounds good. And um, just like everything we went through with Aurora, we were always on the same page. And it's like, even with this whole thing now, um, you know, we're both very passive in the sense that you want to do something, let's do it. Because anything right. we can do is, um, yeah. I think you're doing a great job, again, highlighting life as difficult as it is to make choices of what to do, how to do things. And there's just that extra layer when you're grieving the loss of a child of, yeah, how do we celebrate birthdays? And we don't know until we get there on a lot of these things. We just we can make plans and they can fall apart because they become terribly painful uh we can have no plans and then something just springs up it just we don't know but we're always wrestling with thoughts of what's appropriate and what's not can, can i ask you this dan Absolutely. I don't believe conversation. what um you know what do you guys currently do for jameson and what did you guys do the first year well and that's where um I want to, I want, I'm hoping that if you like this idea, I want to encourage your friends and family to steal it. Um, for Jameson's anniversary of his passing on February 27th, uh, we, we've encouraged all of our followers and friends to provide meals for first responders because we had, again, as I've shared before, we had, I don't know, 20 or 30 different vehicles outside of our house within 10 minutes of Erica calling 911 on that morning. And it was, it was 5 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. And that many people just left, got up, left their families, and they were here to serve us. And... I know at least two of them are still dealing with the trauma of seeing a little boy die. Uh, and I hate that because, as I've shared, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that Jameson was already dead when I found him. So there was, I truly, I have complete peace in my heart that there is nothing that they could have done to save him. And I know as different from what Chris went through at the hospital, they were trying things and Chris has shared that he's questioned some of the th moves the doctors made. I don't question anything uh, because I, I, I just have that feeling that he was, he was already gone. Uh, but I have the most sincere appreciation of first responders for the hell that they must see every single day trying to serve other people. So we ask everybody, and I actually just posted it on our page an hour ago, that we ask anybody that it's on their heart to reach out to your local first responders, whatever department is on your heart, and see if you can take them a meal on the 27th and just let them know that that's in honor of a, a an amazing nine-year-old boy that they did their best to save and they're appreciated and the other big thing that we do now that we have our foundation is um we we run a fundraiser for we call it 27 on the 27th and we ask everybody that if if you support what we're trying to do with Jameson's Joy, that if you could make a donation of $27 or any multiple of 27, uh, we would appreciate that. And if and we also ask if you're able, if you have healthy children at home, maybe you make a donation of $27 for each healthy child that you have. But it's just, it's a small way to, first of all, acknowledge our pain it's a big way to remember our son and 
and it's encouraging for us to know that we're being supported with what we're trying to give back to the community through our pain. And um, so we're running that fundraiser. And that's with, uh, Rob, with your permission, I'd like to ask your friends, family, followers to do 22 on the 22nd. And maybe they can help get the Aurora's Foundation, Aurora Story Corporation off to an amazing start and make a donation of $22 um, to you and your organization to help with your mission of paying for funeral costs and whatever else you decide to do along the way. Um, it'd be, in my eyes, for me and my family, it's a great way to make a tribute to Jameson. And I'll leave that up to you if you want to say anything about that. Uh, I, 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 I'm honored that you um, would say that, because uh, that after I saw when you posted the 27th to the 27th, 27th to the 27th, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea, and that I would love to steal that um, for Aurora doing you know, 20, 22 on the 22nd. Saying that right, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I I saw that, and I'm like, yeah, I would definitely love to. And um, that's something that you know, run it by the wife, and um, you know, I appreciate you offering that, and uh, I think it would be a great way to honor both of our children. Absolutely, so for you, and um, you know, so for those of my, you know, as it is a ratings boost, so those of those of my friends, my followers that are on here uh, on our story page, I did post. Uh, so this is Dan, um, father of Jameson. I did post the uh, Jameson's Joy uh, Foundation and the 27th and the 27th uh, there. So if you aren't on Jameson Joy page, make sure you go there. But also you can jump on our story page and you will see the, the link to uh, Jameson's Joy. Yeah. So absolutely, Dan. And, and I have to imagine that somewhere in the couple hundred people who listened to the first time you were on, uh, I have to imagine that a lot of them are in Vegas, and one of them has been to a casino and had a good night. I mean, ju just saying, Rob, that uh, somebody out there maybe could do a little more than the 27 and the 22, or add a, right. add a few right. zeros and really help us out, right? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I might have to go to play some roulette on the 27th for you, Dan, and just let it all ride on 27 and see what happens there. There you go. Hey, 27 on 27 with all the proceeds going to Jameson's Joy. I think yeah. that'd be great. That would be amazing. So that would be what that I'm always looking for signs, and that would be that would be a pretty cool sign. So, uh, so Rob, anything else you want to share? You know, no, I, I really don't. I, I just, um, I shouldn't say I don't because then I feel like I say I don't and then I do share anyway. Um, I just, again, want to give you, uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share uh, the first time about Aurora, um, this time continue to share about, about Aurora as well as now the corporation that is, uh, her foundation that is up and running as well as all the extra fun stuff that's going to be coming up here in the next couple of months for uh, my family. Uh, and also again, to all the dads out there and all the parents that are going through this, there are resources, there are people. I mean, I know when uh, Aurora passed, we couldn't have got through this without some of the support groups on Facebook. We couldn't have got through it without people, random people reaching out to us. You know, one of, uh, we have gotten really, really close, um, with, with a family in, in the UK whose daughter is currently has home encephaly. Uh, her daughter is, um, I want to say 11 or going to 11 months now going to be, be a year. And so it's like something like that, uh, you know, we're kind of living, through, you know, part of our life through her. And so, uh, the amount of people, the connections that we made, um, through what happened as difficult as, as an experience as it was, and as a difficult as an experience that it continues to be, um, there are resources, there are people there, there, there's a lot of great, um, you know, Dan, I wish I would have met you under better circumstances, but I yep. am so grateful that I did have the opportunity to meet you. So out of, out of misery, there are some great things that do come out of it. And so just everybody know there, there are people, um, here to help you. There are resources, I know I offered this last time. I all, I'm always here to listen. Um, I don't need to talk, even though it sounds like I'm long-winded. I don't need to talk. I'm also a good listener. Uh, I know Dan's the same way that we're just, you know, there's 
people for you if you need need an outlet. And I know for me, this has been a great outlet, you know, both times. Um, and just, you know, occasionally touching base with you is definitely great. Just to, you know, hear what you have to say. It's, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's, some, there, there's ways to get through it. Yeah. And um, there's people, resources that can help you get through these things. Absolutely. And you just added something, I think, a very important point. Chris and I have talked numerous times about how we need people to help carry us through life now, through us sometimes more than others. But you just highlighted another thing I don't think we've ever talked about is that we need we live our lives through other people now. There are there are I have in my life I have a gap with baseball. I'm living Jameson's life of loving baseball through the Transylvania Little League and through a couple of his best buddies. And you're living it through that thing, family in the United Kingdom, I think you said. Uh, Which, if I can plug real quick, if, if that's okay. Absolutely. I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Jovi's Journey, a uh, little girl's name is Jovi, uh, J-O-V-I-E, and it's uh, Jovi's Journey. Again, Crystal and I started following them. Um when we found out about Aurora's condition, we started following their story and then we started our Facebook page and then they started following Aurora's story. And she was currently, um, the mom, Deborah was currently pregnant uh, at the time. And she was told to terminate uh, because the baby was incompatible with life. And now here's Jovi going on almost a year with us. Mm. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're just, we're, we're, we, we, made a great again uk you know so um we have a great connection through them so again that's jovi's journey uh check it out um send them them support i know jovi's uh going through some things right now um and i know i I know how you know deborah and chris parents are are feeling but i know also how chris and i are feeling every time that we read something about jovi just struggling it just you know takes us back to that those, those moments with aurora so um if you get a chance check them out yeah and I want to highlight that again. You just said they were told to terminate the pregnancy. They were told because, and, and, and we were told the same thing, that we had the option to terminate with Oliver and Aurora. Right. Um, and of course, we chose, I think we talked about this last time, we chose not to because, of course, we had Oliver, who was perfectly healthy, but they were told to terminate. And, you know, again, it's UK. I'm not 100% sure, you know, how the, the, the thought process or the doctors, how the system is out there, but yeah, they were told to terminate the pregnancy because the baby they were told is incompatible with life. Okay. And so on Jovi's on Jovi journey page, she has, they have also started a foundation in honor of Jovi. Um, and it's for families that have been given the diagnosis of incompatible with life. And like I said, here's this baby that's incompatible with life, but is going on being alive for a year. Right. Wow. So, Imagine to all the parents out there, imagine being told those words. Your your child's incompatible with life. I wow. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. So Rob, one more time. Tell everybody super clearly. Facebook, website, all the shameless plugs. How can they find you and Crystal and Aurora's story? So we do have um, one site that's called a Facebook group that's called Aurora Story. And that is just kind of like the, the we started that after the day Aurora was born, uh, just as we wanted her to write her own story is what we kind of said the entire time. And so that's why we called it Aurora Story. And then we just figured, so we already had Aurora Story. Let's start our corporation, our foundation, and call it Aurora Story Corporation. So there's two different sites. Like I said, the Aurora Story, simply that one is the journal of everything from February 11th, 2021. Um, I know Crystal and I still uh, constantly post things on there as well, just kind of our thoughts and feelings. I think today I posted the video of when Crystal brought Aurora home from the hospital, which wasn't expected to happen, and we brought her home. Um, And then the other site is Aurora Story Corporation, which is going to have all the information about all the about her foundation and all the fundraising we're going to do. Like I said, we just had football squares the other uh, for the Super Bowl. We sold out. Um, we sold 300 squares, and we uh, with donations as well as the squares, we have already um, with that first event 1,500 dollars that we raised. And so we do have uh, other things that we're planning throughout the year. And so just kind of if you go to Aurora Story Corporation, I'll say that again. 
Aurora, that's A-U-R-O-R-A, Story Corporation. That'll have all the information about the fundraising opportunities and everything we're going to do um, for her in, in her memory. Awesome. And then again, Jovi's Journey, J-O-V-I-E-S, uh, to if you're interested in learning more about that. And then, as always, Jameson's Joy for my end, Miles for Mason for Chris. We're on Facebook websites all over the place. Um, and again, look for Rob on his Facebook pages after he talks to his wife, Crystal. Maybe there, he'll launch a 22 on the 22nd fundraiser. And what a, what a great way to honor an amazing young lady. And... Um, it would if, if that's something they choose to open up, we hope that everybody will go crazy in supporting that. And we're obviously hoping that people can support us on our 27th on the 27th with whatever you're able to give. Um, there's a lot of people out there trying to turn some pretty awful things into something with a positive take. And that's what at least Rob, Chris, and I are trying to do. And uh, we appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate everybody listening and, and joining us each week. So, Rob, Absolutely. any final words? No, I think I've said it all, Dan. Again, I just appreciate the opportunity to share and uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity to, you know, let me talk about the princess and my next little girl that's coming. And uh, just, yeah, like I said, just the platform is, is great. Um, Aurora Story Corporation. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Rob, it was great to see you. Great to talk with you again. Thanks for joining. And uh, I think we're going to have to do this somewhere. I was going to say July, but I guess we'll give you one month to get accustomed to your new little lady. But maybe August or September, we can carve yeah. out an hour and check in again. And I could have her join us. Or you guys could just make your trip to Vegas already. And hey. So, uh, I mean, you talked about the Super Bowl next year. It's in Vegas, right? Come on. And I fully, Chris and I fully intend on having our bills there. And if that happens, we're coming, buddy. All right. So. You know where to find me. All right. Well, thanks, Rob, maybe, so much for joining Bill's us. Maybe a Bills-Lions Super Bowl? What, say that again? Or maybe a Bills-Lions Super Bowl? Hey, we'll take it. If that happens, my uncle will come, too. He's a he's a disheartened Lions fan yep. for yeah. life. So, yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Rob, right, thank you so thank much. You, Everybody who's been listening, thank you for uh, just letting us share our voice and, and share our thoughts. And with that, we'll uh, close out this episode of A Father's Love, Healing Through Heartache.